Welcome back to another episode of the Tez News Podcast, where we bring you the essential briefing on the key news of the week for everyone who works for and with schools. I'm Matilda Martin, news reporter at Tez, and this week I'm joined by fellow news reporter Jasmine Norden. Hi, Jasmine. Hi, Matilda. So uh, we've been on break for a bit over half term with the podcast, but uh, there has been lots going on. So you can catch up with all the essential stories that we've missed over that time from the past two weeks on Tez website. But this week, we're returning with a big story on the topic that it's fair to say schools and certainly government have not stopped talking about all term after the rat crisis made headlines in August. Yeah, so we sort of found out about it first on August 31st and kind of it has moved through much of this term, as you say. Absolutely. So, Jasmine, the big question that you've been tackling this week is, is the building's crisis solvable? Um, pretty big question to be asking there. So, I mean, first of all, what, what is the, the scale of the problem that's facing schools right now? Uh, I mean, it's, it's pretty big from um, my kind of what we've been looking into. So we've got, obviously, we've got RAC. We've had the recent update to the list of schools with RAC, which has now put us at 214. And those are still coming in. We've seen a couple of schools that have um, had to either close temporarily or have announced since that list came out that they have RAC. So we don't ne- yet know the full extent of that. A lot of them are about to face-to-face learning, but Obviously, there are lots of mitigations and potentially eventually rebuilding to be done there. And then we also have the many other issues that schools are facing at the moment, such as asbestos, which has obviously been going on for years. And the the DfE surveyed schools in March this year and found of those schools, 80% of them had identified asbestos. So that's obviously a massive amount of schools that are dealing with it. Most of them will have it sealed off. They all have asbestos management plans in place. But there are some worries that some schools will have to go into those areas to deal with things like rack. That's massive. There's also a lot of schools dealing with things like leaky roofs and damp and many other problems. There is 10,710 schools who were said to be at risk of flooding by the DfE last year. So there are a lot of issues that schools are facing that needs a lot of money to do anything about it. Yeah, that's quite quite a hefty list. How much are we expecting this to cost to, to fix? So I spoke to um, Academy Funding Consultant and expert on school buildings, Tim Warneford, earlier this week about how much money it might actually cost, and this is what he said. The backlog of challenges and the historical lack of investment have now caught up with us. The National Audit Office's estimate in 2021 that it would cost circa £11.4 billion to address all the identified defective elements. Since then, we've experienced substantial inflation and have also now finally identified over 200 schools with RAC to fund. It is my strong belief that the sector accepts that the current figure is likely to be in excess of £15 billion. Given that the annual capital investment via school condition allocation, devolved formula capital and the condition improvement fund equates to an annual investment of circa 2 billion, but that the rate of dilapidation of our aged stock outpaces this level of investment, the chasm looks likely only to increase. So Tim is estimating about 15 billion to return the entire school estate to a good condition, which is obviously a massive number. And 
there have been difficulties with DfE getting the funding they wanted in the past, as we've seen. Obviously, we've got issues with existing funding. We've had issues with getting funding in the past. How likely are we to get the funding that's needed from the Treasury? Well, uh, it's a long and complicated question. The DfE requested, this is according to the NAO's report into the condition of school buildings. And that's the National Audit Office, right? Yes, it is. So the DfE requested an average of four billion a year from 21 to 2025 at the 2020 spending review. They're hoping that would increase in later years. They were then allocated 1.8 billion for maintenance and repair in 2021 and around 1.3 billion for the school rebuilding program, which addresses a lot of the major issues with school buildings. And that funding remained the same for 2022 to 23. But obviously, even when you add those fingers, firm figures up, that is less than what the DfE requested. And what the DfE requested was already less than what it had been estimated they needed. For sure. So the Office of Government Property estimated in 2019 that DfE would probably need around 7.1 billion just to maintain the school estate in a good, good way. So there's a bit of a gap there. And then, as you mentioned, there are existing issues with funding that schools can already get, things like the Condition Improvement Fund, which is something that smaller academy trusts can apply for to fix things going wrong in their school, like all of the issues we discussed earlier. But there is obviously a limited pot of funding. It's very competitive as there are so many issues with schools. And we found last year in an investigation that tells that more than 400 schools had had their condition improvement fund big bids rejected at least three times since 2016. Also, the pot that was announced this year, there was about 400 less projects on it than the year before. And again, Tim Warneford, I was speaking to him earlier, said a, re a reason behind that was because the pot didn't increase in line with inflation. There's worries that's going to happen again, which would mean, again, a smaller pot for schools looking to apply for that this year. Tim, who we spoke to earlier, also helps academies apply for the Condition Improvement Fund, and this is what he had to say about some of the problems with that. This year, the pot remains static and impervious to the double-digit inflation. Traditionally, the number of funded projects amount to approximately 1,400, and this year it dropped by 25% to just 1,033. This resulted in a low number of awarded compliance and condition projects. The 400 projects that in other years would most likely have been funded will now funnel into the system for submissions this December, with the DfE publishing those fortunate enough to be awarded in late May of 2024. My hope is that the DfE will have sufficient ammunition to lobby the Treasury to at least increase the SIF pot in line with inflation and thus return funding levels to previous years. So, Jasmine, there are obviously a lot of problems. We're not really sure if we're going to get all the funding that's that's needed um, with the autumn statement coming up later this month. Um, what do you think the main priorities are in terms of, of fixing the, the buildings crisis in schools? Well, we have heard from the DfE that fixing RAP is the main issue, that they kept bidding for that capital funding they need is going to be at the top of their list, they've told MPs in some committee hearings earlier this month and last. 
Um, also, they have said they will look at expanding the school rebuilding program, which is their 10-year program to rebuild 500 schools. And that would potentially include adding more rack schools to it. So that is one of their priorities, though they were asked by Dame Meg Hillier at the Public Accounts Committee in September what things will not be prioritised if they're prioritising RAC as the main draw on capital funding. Though the DfE at the time we had from Susan Ackland Hood that it would not stop them from bidding for other things. Though, obviously, the amount of money available is limited. They've also got some sustainability targets to meet on school buildings as well. So they were asked at the Environmental Audit Committee whether they would be able to meet those targets given the focus on RAC. Again, not really a secure answer on that. So we'll be waiting to see what we get in the autumn statement. Yeah, there's going to be some choices that have to be made. Like you said, there are a lot of other problems that, that are facing the school sector right now. And I'm sure that they'll all be keen to hear what other priorities there are apart from the school's building crisis. Um, obviously, there's a lot of problems. D does, it, does it feel like this is something that is definitely going to be kicked into the next government? That's kind of the impression that that I'm getting from this. Um, what are experts and school leaders saying? Do you think this is something that, that we'll be seeing, um, you know, over the next few years, maybe even decade? Well, it's a long-term thing. We've got these school buildings, the school build rebuilding programme, if this government stays in, is a 10-year thing. So that will be going on for a long time. We've had education unions have already called for an extra 4.4 billion a year to be spent annually on school buildings. So a total yearly spend of about 7 billion. But we'll have to see what comes in the autumn statement. We haven't heard big commitments on what any government will spend on school buildings yet. So that remains to be seen. Sure. So that's what we've got time for on the TES podcast today. Don't forget you can find all of the stories we've discussed and more on our website, tes.com forward slash magazine forward slash news. And we'll see you next week.